Gucci, we in this house. What up, hoes? How we doing? We're back. Another week. COVID did not kill anybody in this room. Let's fucking go. Let's go. We had a little scare. Had a little scare. And I missed Christmas. So I cried, obviously, a lot this week. But it's fine. And I missed my cousin's wedding, but it's okay. We still drove down to Jersey and like sat in front of the church so I could kind of be a part of it. For real? Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. love. Yeah, dude. This is like my brother. Oh, really? Yeah. You're that close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Armenian, right? Yeah. So very, the cousins are very close? Yeah, I'm, this is like my closest cousin in age. And like we just did, we've done everything together since like we've, both individually moved like a as we grew up so like through college through like everything like oh, so you must have cried outside oh i was i was like i was super bummed i was super <laughs> super bummed yeah fucking covid canceled christmas mm, 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 mm. Mm. yeah it was shitty but it's okay we got through it and i did a lot of art because of it so the silver lining and then i was cleared to be not contagious uh close enough to be able to go to derek's show so that was cool yeah. Um, so, and it was a great show. Yeah. I was, I was happy it happened. I mean, cause. By the, the way, everyone, Derek Drescher. How you doing? <laughs> Welcome to House Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I know. I was happy to do the show. It was just only 19 people came. It was a sold out show, you know, but out of the 45 that bought tickets, only 19 showed up. And, uh, I don't know. I was just happy to still do the show because so many people have lost money because of this you know yeah. businesses and then so many artists have not been able to do their art yeah so i was like fuck this until they say we're shutting shit down which they're not going to yeah now we know i yeah. was like we're we're gonna fucking we're gonna keep rocking yeah dude yeah. and t you're a stand-up comic how long have you been doing comedy how long have you been doing comedy for only three years a little over three years no way yeah, that's it in 2019 yeah yeah, I started writing in 18 and started getting up on stage. Wow. And, uh, okay, we're going to get to a lot of things. So yeah. I know Derek because you do a podcast here at Too Much Content with Gio Perez mm -hmm. on the Gate podcast, and it's hilarious. I always sit in as uh, Irish is recording you guys, and it's fantastic. I, like, belly laugh every single time. So you definitely need to check out that podcast. And you have a couple other things going, too, but... You have several shows that you do like around the city, and this was the first time we were able to come. So it was great. And that's, dude, you've only been doing comedy three years? Yeah. What? A little over three. Wow. I think maybe, maybe November 2018. I got to look. I did my I first look. open mic in May of 2019. Mm. So that's so wild yeah. that if I just kept going. I mean, I, yeah, I hit it <laughs> hard sometimes. Four or five mics a day, if possible. Yeah. Uh, I used to get into the... I'd also used to... I would write them down also. I'd write them down the amount of time I did and how I, and how I did. Mm -hmm. And I don't do that anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I just... Are you a numbers just, guy? 
I just go up a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, as much as I can. Hmm. You know what I mean? How did you do comedy during, like, the shutdown? Did uh, you Zoom. You did Zoom comedy? I did Zoom comedy. Oh. Uh, my first paid spot. I'm sorry, but... I know. <laughs> my first paid spot was on a Zoom show. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's wild. Yep. How, like, into... From when you started comedy to when you first got paid, how long were you doing comedy for? Oh, two years. Oh, shit. Yeah, two years before I got paid. This is so wild to yeah. me. Okay. Now I'm getting paid all the time. What did, <laughs> what like, what you, what brought you to comedy? Um, I always, even when I was a child, and I'm, I mean, I'm going back as young as like five, six years old, like, um, I don't know, stand up was just something that I was watched in my house. You know, back then, That's cool. it was like, you know, my my father was a Bill Cosby guy. Oh, that's <laughs> hey, dude, I used to watch. So Bill Cosby had a great yeah. one hour. But, and then, you know, New York, uh, HBO would have, um, they would have the comedy half hours like Bob Nelson and Ellen DeGeneres, mm -hmm. you know, Sinbad, yeah. people like that. And then Deaf Comedy Jam came along. Mm. And that was like, I remember... I believe it came on at midnights on Friday. Oh, that's cool. I believe I wasn't allowed to be up. At and that then hour. yeah, I would, I would watch that. And this Martin Lawrence hosting, and everybody who's great like came across that stage. Yeah. Chris Tucker, Dave Chappelle, Martin hosted. D.L. Ugly used to host. Bernie Mac. I mean, that's that's Hilarious what really people. sucked me in to comedy. Yeah. And so I always, I always loved it, and always respected. You know, I didn't even know it was art at that at that time. Yeah. You know, but I respected what I just la I loved laughing and I loved laughing at things that are supposed to be bad that you're not supposed to laugh at. Me too. Yeah. I always would get in trouble because of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I grew up in like a kind of conservative Armenian like household. So doing comedy or like anything that was like raunchy is no it would would have been a no no. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't sound like the case. <laughs> No, my mom is was my mom loves it. Yeah. Yeah, my father. Somehow my father doesn't love it. My father is just a little which is and he's like a blue collar guy, but he's like, Oh, what's the context of that? I'm like, shut up, dude. You fucking drove a bus. All right? Growing up. Well, I was crying. We didn't have food sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? My God. But my my mom my mom, she she's totally into it. So you like grew up with comedy, you always always liked it and how old were you when you started, though? I was like 36, 37. 30, so you know, took, I'm 40 now. So how I, what took you so long? Well, I didn't get my life straight till I was 33. Yeah? Well, that's when I just made the decision to uh, get clean off of drugs and try to not go, to go back to jail anymore. Because mm -hmm. basically from the time I was 13 until I was 33 was just a mishmash of, you know, jails and drug rehabs and homeless mm -hmm. shelters i was in the army for 11 months i got kicked out Shit. yeah just all it was all just institutions wow yeah and like through that i mean okay that's a lot <laughs> i'm gonna to stop right there yeah. hold on i'm not gonna just breeze right by that yeah from <laughs> 13 to 33 yeah that's 20 years 21 years of my life yep in and out of different institutions and you get out at what 33 and so 33 i'm epiphany? still in an institution actually yeah so i was in this uh a, what they call a tc therapeutic community and this is about you know a little over seven years ago mm -hmm. and uh 
they don't run TCs like like this anymore. As a lot has changed the last few years. Were it's you a, in New York? I was in New York. I was on a in a program on Forty Third Street in between Eighth and Ninth, ran by Samaritan Village. It was a very pull yourself up by your bootstraps type of program. Mm -hmm. Where like, you know, you got there, you could be like, oh, I'm so happy to be here, and they'd be like, shut up. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants you. Yeah. You're horrible. Like your children, you can't see your kids. They would just let you know how bad you fucked up. They would like really build you down and then tear you up. Yeah. But I was walking down Eighth Avenue one day because you you have to earn privileges. Like you 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 don't just leave the first phase. They have four phases. Phase one, like you're on lockdown. No phone. No internet. When you get out of an institution, like no, this is why you're in the institution. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And this was also like a diversion to okay. jail for me through court. Okay. So uh, I remember when I finally got some freedom, I had to like escort one of the other clients to the doctor or something. And um, I was walking down 8th Avenue and I was just like, yo, I had a Sean John Velour, Velour suit on. I was like, what are you? <laughs> like so? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very bad. You know what I mean? I'm like, what are you wearing? You know? And mm -hmm. I was just looking around at everybody and how much time, like I, the world is just passing me by. I'm like, shit, dude, you got to, you got to do something. Yeah. And that was it. That was the day. That was the day you started comedy. No, that, that, was, that the was the day, day where I was like, I need to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do with my life. Like blank slate. I have no idea. I have no skills, and I don't know what what I'm gonna do. But you knew you had to like. Pick a lane. I had to figure something out, yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're 33, you're escorting this person, mm -hmm. you have this epiphany, and the next day, what's the first thing that you do? I'm like, I just, I'm like, I'm just gonna group and be honest as much as I can in the groups to like, not to make sure I don't go back to drugs. Okay. So I started doing that. Talk close to the mic. We, so we would, we would group like five times a day in this program, and uh, you get out of it what you put in. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, I'm not going to lie about anything. I'm going to talk about all the bad things I've ever done. Like, and I'm just going to, I'm getting all this baggage off of me. Mm -hmm. And I just started doing that. And I was in that place for 18 months. Shit. And, uh, and I left there. Uh, and just everything I did there prepared me for the outside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, Everything you got your reps in. I got my reps in. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I did. And they, they do things inside the TC, inside the therapeutic community to prepare you for for life and for the outside. Because the thing is, this is that life isn't always going to go how you want it to go, mm -hmm. and like things are going to get taken from you, and you're going to have no say about it. So a lot of times in the TC, they'd be like, "Oh, guess what? Everybody's losing their privileges. Nobody's going on pass this weekend." Yeah. Just for no reason, just to, just to do it. And if you can't handle that, chances are you're not going to stay clean. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so just that just helped you come to grip with life on life 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 on life's terms. You can't control life, but you can control how you react and how you respond. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just kind of like not triggered is a strong word, but you just like sparked a memory that in my mind where. I had a, a friend who was an addict, and it was it is recovering. I don't know what the terminology is, but he's clean now, supposedly. And I went to, uh, what's it called? An, an, what's it called? N.A.? Oh, Al-Anon? Al-Anon. Yeah. 
uh, because I didn't know what the fuck to do, you know, like in anymore. Like, how much can you be there for a person? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that (laughs) I could go as many times as I want. That didn't do anything until I moved to a different state. Really? And like was forced to take away that friendship. But like I didn't realize that I was going to go through the same like grieving. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so uh, it, it's weird to think about it on both ends. I used to get so mad at the Al-Anon meetings because like sometimes when you're in rehab or like sometimes even when you're in jail, if you're there for drugs and your family comes to visit you, they'll have them go to an Al-Anon meeting first <laughs> before they see you. And then they're it's just not, like they fucking hate you when they see you. I'm like, you got to want to go to that yeah. shit. You know, like it's like they said by us coming. To, we're enabling you. I'm like, oh, gee, I just want to spend some time with you. Yeah. yeah. No, it wasn't fun. And and it's in like it's in a church and that's just not where I wanted to like <laughs> I know most meetings you know? are in churches. Uh, yeah. Churches are community centers. Yeah. That's it. Mm. Yeah. That was difficult. But I just my life was so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I literally nobody really wanted me. Like my my mother was never an enabler, but I, I like she was disgusted with me. Yeah. By like how bad my drug use had gotten. My daughter's mother didn't want to be near me. She didn't want me near my daughter. Like my any friends I had that were not involved with drugs were like, yeah, no, this is, you know, and I I still haven't gotten some of those friends back. But that's just how life goes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you wish you got those friends back? At this point, I'm good. I'm good with every I have come to grips with everything I've done wrong. I've owned it, admitted to it. I've did all the time you know that i like whether it was jail or just like the time to work on it and and forgive myself for it like mm-hmm. it's it's done i can't i can't sit back and let things like let my what i used to do hold me back anymore yeah. cuz it'll creep into who i am today and then you can honor your past as long as it doesn't like affect your future kind of growth and and all that yeah yeah definitely um and uh, so okay, you're you just decide to go heavy into these groups and do whatever you can, and what was the moment that it was comedy the thing that like brought like started your art? Like, how did you feel like you got back on a better path? So, I a lot of nights like once I was allowed to have a phone in the in the TC, like you know YouTube, I would watch a lot of you know comedy clips mm-hmm. like. Old Chappelle show clips. Yeah. I really loved Chappelle show. Big Dave Chappelle fan. Um, like, those are the things that helped me pass the time. And then, you know, once I moved into a place and I, I got a TV and I got Netflix and I just was like, you know, a lot of these things were weird for me, just so everybody knows. Like, a lot of technology passed me by. <laughs> <laughs> you know? What years were you, like, in and out? Uh, I was in and out since 1994. Until 2014. So typing was is interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Emails, yeah. Apple phones, yeah. all that shit. <laughs> all that shit. I didn't understand right. none, none of this. You know, it was all new to me. You're killing Instagram, if, if that's the case. Now, yeah. 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 <laughs> Instagram was the easiest one to figure out. <laughs> but um, then um, I just, uh, I remember I went. I was looking through Netflix mm-hmm. and then I saw like the stand up comedy thing and I clicked on it and I was like, oh. and it was just, you know, mm-hmm. all these 
hour-long specials. Yep. I, I felt like a king. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at all this comedy I get to watch. And, and then I was... I met some friends. This is like, I'm like three years sober now. And they lived actually over here. And uh, I was, you know, like, oh, you want to come have brunch with us and a picnic in the park? And I'd never done shit like this before. <laughs> but I was like, cool, yeah, I'll come have a picnic I'm with a picnic you. I'm a picnic guy now. Yeah. And I was talking to s- these people. And then I got asked to be on a podcast. Ooh. And I didn't, like, I kind of heard of what they were. I didn't understand what they were completely, though. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll do the podcast. And I do the podcast. So just this podcast, this was the run of their last four, uh, or the uh, their four. Um, what do they call it when you have like me a series? On. No, you're like I'm your guest today. So oh, their guest, yeah. it was like Ari Shafir, Andrew Schultz, me, and Nikki Glaser. What? Yeah, yeah, weird, right? Isn't that weird? Wait, whose podcast? This girl, this is girl's got to eat. My friend Ashley's no podcast. No way, yeah. dude. Yeah. So I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. I. Ha- That's interesting. Okay. And, and then we recorded huh. at the fan, WFAN, mm-hmm. and I just had a really good time. And I was talking about my life mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and um, how'd you meet them? She was friends with my friend, and then we all became at friends. the picnic. Yeah, at the picnic. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking. Hell. So yeah, I go on. <laughs> I had a good time. And she, you know, she's does stand up and she was like, Hey, come to my show. So I went to the show and I was like, I love stand up comedy. I and I had never seen live stand up comedy yet at that yeah. point. And then I realized I'm like, yo, I'm in New York. Like the best comedians in the world are here. And then I just started going to more shows and I would go by myself. I go like eleven mm-hmm. o'clock at night and uh, I'd started to write then. And I was like, Yo, I think I could do this. And then I, I just threw myself into it. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So it was like, so podcasting came first, and then comedy for you, like in your in your yeah. I did their podcast. I had no idea what I was doing. I had 500 followers on Instagram. I wake up the morning the podcast came out, and I had like 1,500, <laughs> and I freaked out, and I made my account private. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. interesting. It's whatevs. I didn't know. I didn't know what the fuck. It just scared me. Yeah. It scared me. It made me nervous. Yeah, I made my account private. I mean, if if your intention wasn't to, like, you know, go on and do that and you're just being chill, I I, I could see how that could freak out. Yeah, I didn't understand how big it was. Wow. The podcast. And it's funny. And they've grown it. Her and Rain have grown it even bigger now. Yeah. I mean, they fucking sell out theaters. Not just in America, in like other countries. That's crazy. Like New Zealand and fucking Australia and shit. Wow. It's wild, right? It is wild. Yeah. It's crazy like how much you can do with a podcast. You know what I mean? And and we, we talk about this obviously all the time because people want to start podcasts all the time. and But they don't know what to talk about. And I find that funny because it's like then why would you want to start a podcast? Like... To us, it's like, what is your, what are you passionate about? Like, what can you talk nonstop about? Like, yeah. what, what is like the thing that makes you you? You know what I mean? And that's, it's like a platform for that, you know. And if you don't know what who who you are, well, you could start talking. Yeah. But like, <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking about, it'll develop into something. But you know what I mean? Like, you could do so much with it. Like, I still get messages from that podcast. Wow. I got my first bad one the other day. Really. Yeah, this 
woman sent me a message and she goes, I uh, heard your podcast, you know, heard, the, heard your episode with, uh, on GGE the other day. Mm-hmm. Happy for you, but you sound arrogant as fuck. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't date. I was like, whoa. First bad one I've ever got. Oh this my is out God. of thousands of messages to, of, from people who have listened to it. That's so funny. Yeah. I love it when people don't understand context either. Yeah. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't think I was being arrogant, but maybe I need to go back. And, and listen or to Or maybe her. she's just having a bad day. Uh, she probably wanted me to engage her. Yeah. I did not. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God. So, I mean, you do you do a lot of things. Like, you do podcasting. Obviously, you do comedy. Mm-hmm. You're, you also do... You're also an actor, right? I have acted before. You have I've acted done some before. writing. You do some writing. Yep. And uh, you are also part of a community... Can, can we talk about your, like... Kind C- Combody? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you talk about com- I was just creeping on that Community website of, too. Of ex-cons. You're right in the about me page. <laughs> nice pick. Um, but I thought that that's can you talk about it a little bit? Because I think that's such a cool concept yeah. and you guys have done so much with it too. So Combody is uh, it's uh, a boutique fitness studio that is that only hires ex-cons and and, and is run by an ex-con also. This mm-hmm. the founder and CEO, Cas Marte. He did seven years. Um, he was convicted of drug dealing, and uh, he hires everybody except for sex offenders. So fair, yeah. So yeah, because that's bad for business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 but yeah, we have people who've been convicted of murder. You know, bank mm-hmm. robbers, drug dealers, people who've been convicted of manslaughter. But the thing is, is that it's all uh, people who want to change their lives. Yeah. Yeah, he's Cas is on. And he hires everybody, gay, straight, like it's. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it's a good way to keep yourself accountable. Yeah. Ooh, what was that? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, Combody really helped change my life too, man. Like, uh, I just had a place to go where I didn't have to like pretend about anything. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people who come, they they're like they want to work out with the big bad ex cons, you know. But our the 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 mission of combody that cost came up with was to break the stigma of people who have been incarcerated mm-hmm. of ex-cons formerly incarcerated individuals or justice involved mm-hmm. is a politically correct term which i can't stand but <laughs> but yeah that's the thing the show's like we're not all the we're not all big bad people you know yeah. like a lot of stuff that happens is situational yeah yeah and that's gr- how long have you been working there oh, i've been there about five years now wow yeah. that's crazy dude yep, five years Oh, and you guys have like online classes and we, stuff. We do too. online. You could do we have like classes that are videos by us that you could check out. And then you could actually take class with us live through the Zoom online. That's awesome. And then you could come in person. So yeah. no excuses. So th- okay, so you found a way now in your life here that's like you have to keep yourself accountable for your health because mm-hmm. that's part of your job and I imagine that helps like your mental too. Yeah, if you because I, my first few years clean too, I also like ran, I ran four marathons wow. and three ultra marathons. That's not a fucking joke, dude. Yeah, I was training constantly. Jesus, yeah. the ultra marathons. Yeah. You're one of those guys. Yeah, I mean, I haven't <laughs> in a while. I believe the last in-person race I ran was the New York City Ultra in 2019. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. Wow, so right yeah. before COVID. November, yeah, that oh, November. Oh, shit. 
minutes. I believe so. Yeah, nineteen. What is that like? So twenty miles. So that race was thirty-seven point two miles, but. 20 miles into that race, I just started walking. And I had friends with me. They were like my pacing team. Anyway, like I was saying, I had a lot of company. They're like, what's up? What's the matter? Quiet. Quiet. He's going to say something. I was like, I don't want to run anymore. I'm pretty tired. I think I'll go home now. And I remember my one friend, Marielle, she was like, why? Now what are we supposed to do? Because the last time I ran that race, she was like, she was like, you didn't stop once. I didn't stop once, 37.2 miles. I, when I would get my water, I would keep moving, take it, throw the cup. She was like, What's, why don't you want to? And I was like, you know what? Like, I was just at a different time in my life then. My mom always said, you got to put the past behind you before you can move on. And I think that's what my running was all about. Like, I didn't know if I was going to have money for groceries. And I still had so much anger in me from being newly sober. And I was like, I just don't feel like that anymore. Yeah. And that was, and I walked the next 17.2 miles. Wow. Yeah. Was it a nice walk? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> looking back, I'm like, damn, I kind of want to run, but fuck that. I was like, I'm already, you know, just to you get done. You could do quicker. a 5K. Now I could, yeah. Yeah. I've been really. This is another accountability thing, dude. Like, I'm really bad about this. I don't know what has gotten into me since, I don't know if it's since the pandemic has begun or since I moved to New York, but, like, I, I tried running, uh, and I was consistent about it for a couple months, and then I fucking fell off about it, and then I started again, and I felt good, and I was doing it, and then I fell off again, and, like, I just don't want to go to the gym yet because of all the fucking outbreaks yeah. and shit and like is there's no excuse i could do it in my living room but like i want to i want to run but i keep can't i can't get myself outside do Why? Three, three days a week yeah how many miles do you run when you usually run i usually run uh i was gonna say the landmark but that that would dox me uh like two <laughs> i know i don't want to two miles two before ish we don't want to that's good yeah do that three times a week start there okay I'm going to, I'm going to, can you be my accountability buddy? Yeah, do you get on Strava. <laughs> What's Strava? Strava is a running app. I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll okay. send you the app. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's good. Dope. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, that's dope. Um, I don't remember where I got, oh, because you're doing the marathons and shit. That's, <sighs> yeah, so. What a feeling. I had four, I trained 14 people for the marathon last year. Yeah. My? And they all completed. Wow. Every Everybody who started finished. Wow. Couple, I had a couple people PR. It's a good feeling. A lot of people can't give other people directions without them getting hurt. I got, yeah. <laughs> got 14 oh people through. God. I got 14 people through a well, That's. I mean, they took all the steps awesome. themselves, but as a trainer, that is a very good feeling. That's incredible. Because it was my plan. I create the plan, you know. And everybody is an experiment, I would imagine, you know. So, yeah, that's what I try to do. I try to create a plan to where it's like, it's not going to be too much of a load for anybody, and you're going to get the miles you need to go mm -hmm. out there on race day and perform. Yeah, and it's not going to cause that much wear and tear. Huh? And you'll and you'll it'll help you lose some weight too. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's good for anything. Like your core, I <laughs> I know this is a dumb thing, but I just learned this where if you strengthen your core and it will help your spine and help your back. 
And your, any back your, pain? If you have a strong core, it'll help you with everything. And I also yeah. learned you that... You hold planks? Yeah. Yeah. I also learned that the muscles around your spine can potentially be... Like, if, you, if you've worked them out... Your and, spinal and erectors? Strong, is that what they're called? Yeah. With those, your spine. So if you work out a lot and then your spinal erectors become very strong and then you stop working out, mm-hmm. that muscle is still heavy and then that weighs on your spine. Just learn that too. Yep. Did you people know that? That's I don't crazy. bet you didn't. I just taught you something. Spinal erectors look good when you have them, like and you like when you do your pull-ups. Yeah. In front of the chicks with your shirt off. I'm so bad at pull-ups. <laughs> I have a very strong, like, lower body, uh-huh. but, like, to... And I can lift things, but I obviously lift things with my legs. Yeah. My arms are just not... So, the thing is, your upper... Your your pull-ups is a, it's actually all back. Oh. It's all... It's all back. First person to tell me that. Yep. That's hmm. your, you're pulling through with your back. Your, your lats. Damn. Yeah. I've been doing it wrong this yeah. whole time. So, the way you... So, what you should do is... Get up on the bar, like pull a chair up to the bar and start here. Yeah. And then do a negative. Count backwards from 10. Huh. And then go. It's just as good as a regular one. And you do those until you, you can get one within a few weeks. You'll, you'll be able to do a real pull. I feel stronger already, dude. Yeah. Uh-huh. There's different ways. To, under, underhand is easier. This way is, al- is always going to be harder. But this way is easier to start. Yeah. But you really, and you can you hit your, you hit different other parts too a little bit sometimes you hit your chest a little bit but it's all back yeah it's all back someone also once told me that when you're doing push-ups you have to mentally like focus on those muscles yeah mind muscle connection <laughs> they call it yeah it's <laughs> yeah. a high thought yeah. like ah. uh i yeah i always remembered that every time i work out now i just taught a class before i got here yeah yeah, I was like, I can't wait for this shit to be over. Yeah, yeah. and then I bring you here and just talk. No, about no, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I feel like nobody should have to work this week. Yeah, you're right, dude. Everybody should just be off. Yeah. To just do whatever the fuck they want. And enjoy their time and talk into a microphone if yep. they want. Only people at restaurants should have to work right now. Yeah. <laughs> you sign up for that. You know when you sign up for that job, they're going to ask you to work during this time this of year. This is your busy time. This is where you make that bread. Yeah. Make that monies, um, but yeah, there's been a lot of things yeah. that I did that helped me get to where I'm at. And then once I hurt my knee, I really couldn't run anymore. Mm. That was like right around the time where I was really like, you know, I think I could do comedy. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, I just threw myself in. Yeah, did it wrong the first year. I was doing like only a few mics a week, and then I would do like a bringer. And then I realized, oh, there was this whole. So I was like, I want to get up more. And then I realized, oh, there's this whole structure. Mm-hmm. Of open mics and things to do, yeah. and then during and the quarantine, it costs money here. It does cost money. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's not cheap. It's New York. Yeah, yeah. And like where I started, um, in Boston, what didn't cost money to do open mics? Really? So you could just do a bunch in one night, and you you're fine. That's a blessing for those who are listening right now who don't have to pay to I go to open you mics. You have no excuse not get. You want to try to at least support the venue. A little yeah, bit, a little bit. You know? Yeah, of course. Um, but okay. Right. So you, <laughs> um, um, keeping on right. track. Uh, so we were we were talking at the beginning of this podcast before we started about like accountability and how this has sort of been the theme of my podcast. And I always get towards the end, and and it's kind of like a report that I have to give everybody of what I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were saying that this was something that you needed, right? Um, do you mean like for? Your comedy specifically? Comedy, but yeah. But you do a lot of stuff, so I mean... I need to write more. 
I need to like I got a couple like long bits I'm playing with right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't written them all out though. Like I know them, but yeah, I need to write more. I need to do more rewrites. Writing is like I I get up enough, like I workshop enough. I I I try enough new stuff while I'm up there, but I need to just write more. Yeah. Yeah. Like I my I left I lost all my joke books. I had three joke books. So I lost them. Oh no. I mean, I know everything that's in them. And that I'm sucks. Not, yeah, but yeah, I was like and I I bought new notebooks and I just can't do it. Like I start writing in them and I just so it's something I have to get over. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe you try doing it on your phone. I do. I do do it. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Then you never like, lose it. It's like not I know it's not the same. There's I something have an more agenda. intimate about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? When it goes from hand, from brain to hand to Yeah, to I paper. absolutely get that. That sounds so fruity, but... No, actually, that's <laughs> a perfect segue. I wasn't... I was like, I might talk about this on the podcast today, but only if there's a perfect segue, and you just perfect segued for me. Hold on. So, speaking of fruity, um, this whole time I've been doing this podcast, I've also been working on a project that I've only been talking like little tidbits of on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then off, and I say I'm gonna do more updates, and then I never do, but I tell the guest all the time, and then it goes absolutely fucking nowhere. But I have been creating this coloring book that's sort of like a journey. There's a little mental health notes and like artist notes in there. And I, uh, I wanted sh- to show the first page of it, because I also made it into a candle, okay. um, which is going to be available after this episode comes out. You're going to sell it? Yes. Oh, fire. Where's it going to be? Amazon? It's going to be... So I'm going to sell this uh, this coloring book on Amazon when it's done. It's almost done. Hold on. I'm going to do this first. What's it? it says there are no bad trips. There are no bad trips, just difficult ones. Mm. There are no bad trips, just difficult ones. I, like I will that. edit this part. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> um, and it's also going to be... In candle formation, this is the first of many candles of the candle club that I'm now going to have called the Liddy Committee. So guys, look out for that. Great name. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have not been accountable for sharing these things. Um, I just keep talking about them. Um, I've been saying it's 12 pages, and it's still 12 pages, and I'm almost done with all of them. So fuck Yeah. Uh, the reason I'll buy your coloring book. Thank you. Yeah, I'll buy one. The reason the reason why I even brought it up was because you said putting something pen to paper, right? And thinking about like w- intentionally of what you're writing. Um, I mean, if you think about it, it's such a, a sp- it's a spiritual thing because it's starting here, mm-hmm. and then it's going from here all the way down. Yep. To your hand, and then to the instrument, and then to the paper. And then when you say it out loud, you gotta make sure it doesn't sound stupid. Yeah. And, okay. and then you gotta, yep. And there's something about like writing it over and over again and thinking about it in your head, um, which is like part of what this is about. Like each page is something that I want the person who's coloring in to like think about over and over in their head. Like, there are this is something that we say all the time to each other like there are no bad trips just difficult ones you know cuz you can really get over anything absolutely um and at the start of any journey uh something like we also talk about a lot like you know you were mentioning it a lot too like the bottom the top of the, the 
the level that you're on is the bottom of the next one. Right. You know what I mean? Like you hurt your knee, mm-hmm. but then you started comedy. You know, so it's it, it, it's interesting to like see how yeah. things develop. So yeah, know? it just it just happened. So you're gonna yeah. keep writing. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna make sure I set paper. the time aside. You know, I become my my mind gets the most stimulated when I'm moving. Ah. So, you know, I have an idea for like I'm gonna start taking some walks and keep my notepad on me. Mm-hmm. And when I think about things, I will sit and write them down as they come. And or if I'm on a bike ride, I'll just make sure I keep my notepad with me yeah. everywhere I go, which is like me becoming super artsy. But whatevs. I do that. <laughs> I do you know? that. But that's like that's fine though. Everybody has their version of that. I mean, it, it's only gonna make me better. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I've achieved. I've I've done a lot. A lot of the things I wanted or that I like dreamt about have happened. And That's I mean, amazing. And it's only I've only I barely scratched the surface, and I I have so much more work to do, and it's not like I'm going out there killing every night. I fucking eat it sometimes, mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, you just you just get better by keeping on going, like keep going by by keeping going up. Like I, no matter if I have a bad set, it's not going to stop me from going up again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm gonna want to get up. Like ASAP, fucking cancel like, that bomb out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's giving me some inspiration. I started another reason why I had started this podcast was just to get like back used to holding ta- a microphone. Holding a microphone. <laughs> Seriously, like it's so weird. Like I since the pandemic, I hadn't had to actually hold a microphone outside a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um until this past October where I was uh, my best friend got married. I was the maid of honor, so I had to give a speech in front of like two hundred people and not bomb. And like <laughs> it what what an experience. I like I missed doing it. Did you tell jokes? I like tried to be a little funny, but like, you know, the people who got it got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. but I didn't I didn't want to like, you know, do a whole Yeah three minutes <laughs> every time i've seen stand-ups like speaking at one of their friends uh weddings a lot of times it's they're like doing a set no i didn't want to do that <laughs> especially like the first time getting back in front of like live people like that Fuck no dude <laughs> yeah i ended up doing public speaking like at like i think i had like two years clean and i spoke in front of like 800 people wow that's yeah, for the organization that, that uh, the nonprofit that I work for now. Shit. Yeah, it helped to raise a lot of money. I was like, damn. That's a lot of people. A lot of people. You th- and you get through that, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I started a joke with that, on that. The joke was, it was corny. <laughs> I got up there, I was like, uh, please, if. Somebody sees Kanye West, please say something. I don't have, you know, I, I, I have so much <laughs> because it was like right around the time, like he did that shit with. Oh yeah, with Taylor. Taylor. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't funny. be interrupted. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, please report him. That's yeah. really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, dude. That was that was yeah, but um, I uh, yeah, I love doing comedy. I love the friends I've made, um, and it, it just connects so many different kinds of people. Like, 
you know, I'm a guy who's been arrested 30 sometimes in my life and, you know, I didn't go to college, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm stable now and I'm like, uh, you know, I, a lot of, you know, some of the people that do, a lot of people do comedy come from different walks of life and we're all like striving for the same thing. Yeah. Telling our own stories, you know, so. I think even comics forget that sometimes, I think, in our own community, they're like, why isn't this person like me? They're a comic, like. No, they maybe they came from a completely opposite background of you, and that's they their vice is still comedy. Yeah, I you know. I I had so many issues a lot. I mean, I'm getting better now. To where I'd be like, yo, I don't like them. <laughs> and Gio would be like, why? I'd be like, I don't I don't like his face. Like this dumb shit. Like that's that. Fucking, that's him, dude. <laughs> Iris is that. the same. Yeah. Way. Dude, sometimes if people's face. Dude, there was a kid in high school. Uh, I won't say his name, but. Uh, <laughs> I never. He remembers it though. Never shitty to me. Never like anything. Just something about this kid. It was like the scene in Step Brothers. Just something about this kid. Just fucking. I wanted to punch his fucking face. He in made you irate, song. right? And he, he was never rude. He was. It, he wasn't even like overly nice. There was nothing this kid did. And he had like, manners. And you were like, yeah. "Fuck this guy." I was guy. just like, "Fuck this kid's <laughs> dumb face." We all have those, though. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me see. Where Where are we at? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Um, uh, what were we just talking about before? Accountability like, with your with your coloring book, and then accountability yeah. with my writing. Yep. 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 Yeah. And then something else. I don't know. Well, okay. I, I guess this is where the segment where I'll <laughs> I'll say what I do now until I fucking remember because this is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting used to doing that now. Like, all right, whatever. This is my podcast. This is the house I can, hose universe. Yeah, you this can do is whatever uh, you want. I'm your captain of the Liddy committee, dude. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, my shout out to my very, very wonderful friend Liz, uh, who was my co-captain of the Liddy committee. We just a couple of years ago we went to Philly and we just walked around with tank tops that we had made that just said Liddy committee because like. Why would I do that? I don't know. <laughs> but that's just what I thought was funny at the time. And it still is in my mind. <laughs> that's a dope name. Liddy, the Liddy Committee? Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be the name of my candle club, my monthly candle club that you can subscribe to. Um, I, I set it all up. I've made the first couple months of candles. So What's the first one? Uh, the first one is... Well, I said the name was uh, There Are No Bad Trips, Just Difficult Ones. And it's magnolia and tonka. That's tonka? a scent. Yes. That's like a bean, like root. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, here, you want to smell it? Yeah. I need a live reaction. Oh, wow. That's right? Nice. Yeah. That's a fire, dude. I only make fire. That's very good. Yeah. Well, things that will light on fire, technically. But <laughs> Liddy Committee, dude, sign up. At this episode actually is like the first time I'm talking about it. So this is a household exclusive. Thank you for being on the exclusive episode. Yeah, no, thank <laughs> you for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm going to do that. The coloring book will, will probably be done in January. So look for that shit. I'll, I'll post. I did post on my art page that actual sketch, but I will uh, post a better picture like here so you guys can see it. For those of you who don't follow me on Instagram, but you should follow me on Instagram, but we'll do your plugs first, Derek. You can follow me on Instagram at just Derek Drescher, D-E-R-E-K-D-R-E-S-C-H-E-R. Um, and follow On The Gate Podcast at yeah. On The Gate Podcast. 
listen to On The Gate Podcast, follow us on YouTube, or subscribe to us on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then follow 23 and one Comedy, and then come to our show at The Stand on January 18th. We got a fire show. Mm -hmm. It's me, Gio Perez, Onika McLean, Derek Gaines, Leo Cofresi, and Lil Sasquatch. Dope. Yeah. Dope, it's dope show. Fire. And I, I don't know if, if you guys know this, but 23 and one amazing name, because uh -huh. it's 23 hours of lockdown, lockdown one hour of recreation. Right. Hilarious. Yeah. So there's there's layers to this shit yep. so you need to come out if you're in new york or if you're visiting or whatever come out to this show because everybody that he just mentioned is hilarious um and so if you're interested and you follow on the gate podcast that's out of here too much content too much content live check follow out our, too much content follow live. us uh check out our website we just updated it uh we're gonna keep updating it and we're growing dude Fabulous things are coming in 2022. I'm so hyped. Can't say it. So hyped. Yeah, you guys are legit, man. We're doing. We're, I didn't realize like how much we were doing it, and we're but we're doing it. You know, it's cool to know that that's that's what we're doing. And you uh, guys put out your. You both work really hard. Thank you. And you put out like primo fucking content too. Thank you. Uh, seriously. Thank you. Thank this ain't you. no rinky dink fucking show over here. Yeah, dude. Right? Definitely follow us. <laughs> yeah. Um, and make sure to follow my page, Ani underscore Moosh on Instagram, Twitter. My art stuff by underscore Moosh. That's where I'll, I'll post my sketches and all this kinds of stuff for my uh, Liddy Committee, Candle Club. Um, and I'll put all the links below in the description of this podcast where you can find all tickets to Derek's shows and podcasts and all of my things. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you later, hoes. Bye -bye.